Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek, Trent, and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. So grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. This is your host, Derek Hoskins. With me, as always, my good friend and yours, Mr. Ian Torrance. Ian, you ready to talk some news and then some Book of Boba Fett? Can't wait. I can't. I mean, I'm going to have to wait because you have more people to introduce, but I can't wait. I must. I will. You must. You must. Yeah. And by the way, I didn't mention in the little intro there, we're talking Book of Boba Fett. Also with us, as usual, Trent Persinger. Trent, you excited to talk Boba Fett? Am I excited? Is that what you asked me? Yes, yes, I am excited. (laughs) Yes, it is. I'm glad that you're so. I I think I feel like we need to have Ian Wells on here to really bring the uh, the excitement level up. I loved it. We liked it. Good. And then if you really like something, it's the exact same thing, just louder. I loved it. I really love it. I really liked it. Loved it. It was good. Real good. He's gonna listen to this and just say that's messed up. He's gonna be a that is messed going. up, guys. I got we love you, Ian. I know, I know you're, listening. you're listening. All right. Well, we do have a we have a few news topics. We haven't really talked about news in a couple of weeks, and uh, we have to unfortunately good news, everyone. Well, bad news, everyone. We have to start off on cases a bad news everyone. on a sad note. Uh, this not really related to movies or comics or anything that we normally talk about here, but. This man had a pretty big, uh, pretty big place in our hearts, especially people of our age. Uh, John Madden sadly passed away yesterday morning. He was 85 years old. And so we just wanted to take a moment and say, uh, you know, rest, rest in peace, Mr. Madden. I hope that you're, you're grabbing that canned corn off the shelf in the sky. For anybody that played the uh, any of the Madden games in the early 2000s, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, uh, very, very sad to hear about uh, John Madden's passing. Ian, anything you want to say about uh, Mr. Madden? Tough acting to Nacton is all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, one, one of the most winningest coach in football history had like 30 total losses in his career. Like he's just... um. He was an amazing coach. He had had a huge inspiration on on football and um, commentators and every everything around the world. Like there's a there's a video game series dedicated specifically to him. So the legend will always live on. So I think that's uh, pretty cool. Sad to hear that. I mean, uh, from what I read, it was a sudden passing. I don't know how you could suddenly pa- no no disrespect. I don't know how you could suddenly pass at the age of eighty five. Um, but it is still sad news. I'm sorry to hear it. And um, uh, he was he was he was awesome. He was a legend. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, comical comical commentate commentation going on uh, over the years that Derek and I um, and a few other people have quoted to each other because he's had some gems. Yeah, he really has. Trent, anything you want to say about John Madden before we move on? Uh, R.I.P. Man, equally iconic of a coach as he was a broadcaster. So that's hard to do in that sport. And I will say he does kind of fit in with what we do, because even though we're not a sports podcast, I'd say we're maybe five to 10 percent video game podcast. We don't talk video games a lot, but sometimes. And he is a video game icon, too. So that's true. Broadcaster and video game slash entertainment. And also, I mean, he was in a couple of movies. So, you know, we'll. And not that this has anything to do with anything, but I just thought it was equally sad because all month, if you watch football, especially on Fox, they were promoting the documentary about Madden that debuted on Christmas. Like, so he was very much in the, uh, you know, zeitgeist or whatever you want to say, based on the documentary that was coming out. So it was equally or that much more sad that he passed away right after it came out. So RIP. RIP. He will be missed. I, 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 I miss having him commentating on games. It, it's not the same. I don't know who I'm going to ask for help next time. I need a play suggestion. That's a good point. <laughs> that is a good, good point. I was like asking him for help on the uh, point after. Well, I'd go for the extra point here. 
That's not what I want to hear, John. And what the other team is going to do is they're going to go on defense. They're going to try to prevent the other team from scoring a touchdown. I don't know what that accent was. I don't know what that accent was anyway. We'll move, we'll move on. Yeah. RIP to a legend. Moving on. Uh, we're, we, we don't talk about just regular movies a lot. Again, a couple of topics right off the top we don't normally talk about. Uh, Death on the Nile is a Disney film that is on its way out. It is a sequel, sort of, a sequel to Murder on the Orient, Orient Express. And uh, it was supposed to come out a while back, and it is now coming out on uh, Valentine's Day or Valentine's weekend, uh, whichever day that is. And the only reason that we bring it up is because there has been a lot of controversy around this film because Army Hammer is the male lead of this movie. And for those of you that don't know, Army Hammer has been in the middle of some pretty serious allegations of abuse and misconduct. And so there was there was question of whether or not this movie would even be released. Well, don't forget about that weird accusation of cannibalism too. Yeah, there was, was there's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff going on with Army Hammer. Every everything else is kind of like sadly you hear about that a lot, but then you're like, hey, and he eats people. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> the, the baking soda people. Oh no, the actor <laughs> Trent sucks. Not Arm and oh. Hammer. Army <laughs> I was, Hammer. Okay. I was okay. legitimately lost. Well done, Trent. I had no idea <laughs> not, what you were talking about. Not I Abe thought you were quoting yeah, something. I was lost. Not Abe Lincoln. I said A Blinken. Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the uh, the interesting thing is is that for a while people were wondering if this movie is even going to come out because on top of everything that happened with Army Hammer, it's also dealt with all the COVID issues with being able to bring it out. Surprise, surprise, last week or two weeks ago now, they released a trailer and they didn't hide Army Hammer. I mean, he's in it. So it looks like they're going to move forward with releasing this movie as is and just kind of go with it. Um, so my my question for that for you, Trent, is do you think that it was a good idea to go ahead and move forward with this? Or do you think they should have maybe just kind of dumped this on like Hulu or Disney Plus and just kind of let it? let it quietly go by the wayside. Kind of like when Kevin Spacey, when everything came to light about him, uh, the last movie that he did, they just kind of, they didn't advertise for it. They just kind of threw it out into theaters for a week so that they could fulfill a contract and then be done with it. I'm not gonna lie to you, Derek. I did not know Army Hammer was in this movie. I did not know it was a Disney movie or that it was already almost coming out. <laughs> you know, who I Army watched Hammer the first, is. you thought I it was making Army Hammer is. I watched the first movie, The Murder on the Orient Express, and I thought it was pretty good. And I knew they were kind of setting it up for a sequel, I think, based on how that one ended. So I knew it was coming down the pipe, but I did not know it was already here. And I did not know there was controversy. I did. Well, I did know that Army Hammer was involved with something a while back, but I didn't know the details. So I don't know. I mean... Wasn't like, ironically enough, wasn't Johnny Depp in the first one? And he yes, he was. had his share of <laughs> troubles. So maybe this is just a cursed franchise for problematic actors. Although it I stand be. Johnny Depp. I stand Johnny. I, I, I do too. The raw end of a deal. I, I Not will that we're say, talking about him. I, I, yeah, I will say that um, <clears throat> Disney, to their credit, they did look at the options here because they, when all the allegations came out against Army Hammer, they looked into possibly doing um, what what um oh gosh who was it ridley scott did with all the money in the world where they reshot kevin spacey's scenes with christopher Plummer, but with it being in the middle of the pandemic they couldn't feasibly and economically do that and then they also thought about they also had toyed around with the idea of maybe going in and digitally altering the movie like they, with army of the dead right but they couldn't do that either because again with the pandemic, with COVID restrictions, no, Army they just, Hammer, Ian, <laughs> they just oh. couldn't do it. <laughs> so, oh. so again, they I, I feel bad for Disney, which I don't say often because you know they're like a multi-billion-dollar monopoly and conglomerate, you know, corporation. But I did feel bad for them in the situation because I feel like they kind of got stuck without having any any answer that was going to please everybody. So Ian, same question to you. Do you think it was it's wise for them to go ahead and 
market this movie, try and get their money out of it? Or do you think they should have avoided as much of the scandal as possible by kind of shuffling it off to a streaming service? I don't know, because it goes back to kind of what I was saying a second ago, what they did with Army of the Dead with uh, Chris Gelia. Is that how his name is pronounced? I, I don't. I can't remember how to pronounce it, but Tignataro is the character, the actress that took over. So, so they cut him out because of the scandal he's got going on completely cut out his scenes and digitally put somebody else in and i get what you're saying like it's harder for them to do that but at the same time as disney it's not like they're going to lose any money off of it so they probably could have still went and did that uh somehow some way but uh if they couldn't your question is do i think they should have prolonged it yeah i mean not only are we talking about like this controversy that's going on with uh Armin Hammer, I'm sorry, Army Hammer. Um if 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 what you said with uh Kevin Spacey and like my point to Army the Army of the Dead, we prolonged and we 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 altered, we did all this. And I I know I think this movie was actually supposed to be released already, but they have kind of pushed it back. Yeah, it was supposed um, to be released last year. It was supposed to be come out in 2020. Now it's not coming out until February 2022. Yeah, and I guess in a way they have technically pushed it back, but I don't know with all this going on and like if it turns out like he's guilty. And like you said with the with the Johnny Depp thing, so I don't know, man. I I don't know. It's that's that's tough. That's a real tough decision. And Disney is known for like a more like family or, oriented movies, so it's kind of kind of weird that they're just like, oh, okay, we're just gonna go ahead and do this, and it's 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 wild. But you know, if I if I go watch a movie with Gilderoy Lockhart in it, then yeah, what's sad is I actually want to see the movie. <laughs> like I actually I like really the, do want to see I like it. The first one as well, because but... Murder on the Orient Express was good. Kenneth Branagh is a great director, and I think he plays Hercule Poirot. Poirot, I can't. It's a French name, Hercule Poirot really well he he plays that character really well but the with with the digital altering like what you're talking about with army of the dead that character was a side character that wasn't in as much so i can yeah. see how it was a little more we're talking about the the lead of the film like uh, I, I think he's the is he the lead i think he's the top build i think they dropped his billing down now but originally i think he was the top build actor in the movie See, I didn't know that and um yeah he he was supposedly he's supposedly the male lead of the of the film which makes it a little more difficult to edit around that. But, you know, they you know, they they made the decision to uh to go ahead and So what you're telling me out. is he's the killer. Probably, yeah. This I don't know. I never I've never read Death on the Nile, so I don't know. I haven't either these are but based, I, based on I, Agatha Christie. I know Gilderoy is gonna figure him out though. He's gonna a figure Lock, him out. Oh Lockhart's gonna figure him out. How how wild is it? Just as an offshoot that I wonder if Kenneth Branagh is okay with the fact that for a very large group of his fans, he will always be Gilderoy Lockhart. Like he's, he has done so many things in his career. And that's the only thing. And I he also it, did one movie that he will forever be remembered by with an entire group of fans. It's like Maggie Smith. I saw her talking about the fact that anybody under the age of 40 only knows her as McGonagall. Nothing else that she's done in her he's 50 only- years of acting. He'll always be Dr. Loveless to me. <laughs> Maggie? Wild, wild oh, my God. <laughs> All I'm I saw kidding. was his crazy face with his weird facial hair and Wild Wild West. Now I'll give you that. Well, so well, that. well. With that really <laughs> awful Southern accent. Southern accent, him just coming up on a mechanical beast. <laughs> so, so uh, Professor McGonnell, actually, to me, Yes. She's always Granny Wendy to me. She's always Granny Wendy to me is what I was about to say. Peter, don't you remember who you are? <laughs> yes, boy. Come on. Come yes. on. That was pretty good. Give me that. <laughs> it was. It was wonderful. Was I'm very bag. proud of you. I've only watched that 8,000 times. That's It's an amazing Just movie. That scene. That a, yes. a friend of ours doesn't like, and I won't, I won't call so him out. So weird. I, I will. I'll call him out right now, but I won't. Ian Wells. Ian Joseph Tyler Wells abomination what? ian likes uh, everything ian doesn't yeah, like it. he doesn't like hook bob tingle is who i was talking about what <laughs> friend of the show bob tingle i thought he did like it i thought we've had this conversation with him no he told me he didn't like, well he hates peter pan in general anyway we're not here talking about peter pan we have more topics to cover before we get to boba Fett. sounds like we are <laughs> hey they got on this ride well that's true any anybody listening to this knows 
we've been more concise the last couple of weeks. It's time for us to ramble. It's almost <laughs> the end of the year. All right. So uh, Sony announced a a huge eight disc box set for uh, the ultimate collection of the Ghostbusters. Now, this eight disc set includes Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now, for eagle-eyed listeners, I know that doesn't make sense because they're talking about viewers, but for eagle-eyed listeners... With the ears of a snake. With the ears of a snake, we'll notice that we're missing a Ghostbusters movie in that. Paul Feig's 2016's uh, Ghostbusters is not being included in the Ultimate Ghostbusters collection. To which, instead of calling somebody at Sony and asking why his movie isn't going to be in it, he took to Twitter like a like a grown-up and he's he tweeted um dot 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 at sony pictures i know this must be a mistake we do have a lot of fans and bill dan and ernie were in it and it won the kids choice award for best feature film the year it came out so i guess this was just an oversight hashtag we are real ghostbusters or we are all ghostbusters sorry the hashtag was stupid so stupid before there, there was an update to this story uh, today. After he threw his temper tantrum on Twitter, the eight fans of that movie cried out in panic and Sony amended their release of the Ultimate Box set. They are not going to include a DVD or a Blu-ray or any physical media. They are going to slap a digital code in the box and not increase the price at all. So if you absolutely have to have the Paul Feig 2016 Ghostbusters, you can get it in the Ultimate Collection, which, you know, good for the fans of that movie. So, Ian, why do you think that it wasn't included to begin with? And do you think that Sony should have included it? And do you think that they should have included it because Paul Feig had a temper tantrum on Twitter? No, I don't think it should have been included. No, I don't think the idiot should have... uh gotten his way either because oh well we want to uh kids uh, what the team choice awards okay <laughs> kids choice awards yeah so good job so fucking congratulations you know who else was nominated i don't know if he won but you know who else was nominated for a uh, kids choice award army the Hammer. weekend the weekend <laughs> you know what for what song what can't feel my face a song about him doing cocaine <laughs> So to me, kids are stupid is what you're saying. Kids are stupid. <laughs> they don't know. God, like. glad I'm not one of them. <laughs> no, like it does. Like, I'm just saying, like, just like it doesn't make any sense. Any of that. So just become, I guess my point is, because I am rambling, but my point is just because you won a kid's choice award <laughs> doesn't mean like, oh, our movie should be included. Your movie is technically not canon. Like. Yeah, it's supposed to be loosely based on, but like there's no mention of the original Ghostbusters except for the cameos of the original Ghostbusters just to pay tribute for the fans. Not even playing the characters from the Not original even playing just, their characters. Just the exactly. actors are there. That's what I'm saying. That's what I meant. And uh and that that's my point. So so why would your movie be included in that? Because if that's the if that's the case, like are all the fucking voice actors gonna come along from uh, uh, the real Ghostbusters? Like, oh no, wait a minute! Well, we were a cartoon based on the oh, we're the real Ghostbusters, so why aren't we included in the box set? No, I actually will push back on that for just a second. You really wish they were included? I kind of wish that the real Ghostbusters was actually Me in the too. box set. <laughs> like, if that was in the box set, yeah. But I understand not- them not being there, just like the 2016 yes. version doesn't need to be there. No, it has no right there. It wasn't a part of that franchise. And I'm going to get out ahead of this argument to begin with. This has nothing to do with the fact that it's a female cast. Actually, for me, it does. I can't stand that they were women. I don't like women. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with with the story. It has nothing to do with uh, the original Ghostbusters. It was just a bad movie. movie, I I hated the movie and it had nothing to do with they were women. I actually like the female actors in that movie. I think I've had this conversation with you before. 
Yeah. I just wanted to say that because every time that this comes up, there's some moron in a comment section. Oh, well, you know, people just don't like it because they're girls and, you know, you're all sexist. It has nothing to do with that. Or this, as Derek the, says, girls. Goyles. The 2016 <laughs> Ghostbusters. I think it's 20. I don't even know. I keep saying 2016. Is it 2016? Uh, what did I say? 2015? I don't know. It do, it really doesn't matter. It is 2016. Either way, it was an abomination, I personally thought. Yeah, it the the point is is that they made a movie they made a reboot and a remake that was not a part of the two films that came before it that did not have the same characters of the two films that came before it that didn't have any connection to the two films that came before it other than the fact that they were called ghostbusters and they had a similar premise ghostbusters afterlife on the other hand is a direct continuation of ghostbusters 2 it belongs in a box set with the two movies that came before it. Belongs in a museum. In a museum. <laughs> Thank you, too. <laughs> but it does. It belongs there. And you know what? If they would have included it to begin with in the box set, I wouldn't have been mad about it. <laughs> nice. Well done. I wouldn't have been mad about it. But I, I also thought it was smart of them not to do it. And I don't. I don't think it was important enough for them to add this digital code. Trent, I know Ian and I have been rambling about this. What do you think about this whole debacle? Yeah. Get angry, Trent. I don't, I don't care. Like I, I get, I a hundred percent. All right, Black Panther. I don't care. Uh, I hundred percent agree that it's probably because it wasn't a part of the story, even though I haven't seen the new one yet. I know. You still haven't um, seen Afterlife yet? No, but I obviously know that it's a continuation, kind of, of the story. So Not it even makes kind of sense direct continuation from that. Uh, <laughs> la 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 la. Haven't seen it. La la. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just I, I don't harbor the uh, the unabashed hatred that the the female one gets from everyone. I don't particularly think it's that good of a movie, but I don't think it's as bad as everyone says. I don't know. It just seems Shun like a the weird... non-believer. You think it's worse? It's not. I don't know. It's watchable. It's not. It's not. I don't know. I'm not going to get into a whole review of that movie. It, it's not a <laughs> terrible yeah, movie. It. it just as yeah, a Ghostbusters shit. movie, it's not. Yeah, it definitely had good. a different. Yeah. So, I mean, I, but I also disagree that I do think 99.8% of the hatred is because it's all female. I'm not saying you guys say that. I'm just saying the masses. Excuse me? That's where that hatred Come comes again? from. Come again? <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I don't know. It seems like a dumb thing. Because like you said, if you're going to include that, you might as well include uh, the cartoon. You might as well include the Ghostbusters comics. You might as well include every Ghostbusters piece of media. So Put in the know. video game as well. That's my thoughts. There, yeah, there's a video game. Yeah, good call. If you want yeah. the ultimate collection, it is I, the ultimate uh, collection. That's true. Yeah, and 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 it and it directly ties in to the original story. It's well, and the, the video game. game is better than the 2016 Paul Feig film. I I agree. <laughs> Couldn't agree anyway, more. Anyway, enough enough bashing Ghostbusters. Let us know. If you're listening to this, hop onto whatever social media you want to uh, engage with us in. And uh, let us know your thoughts. What do you think? Do you think that they should have involved Paul Feig from the beginning? Do you think that it was smart for them to put a digital code in there? Or should they have just said, screw you, you're not a part of this? Let us know. Paperweight Entertainment, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, however you want to get a hold of us. One last topic before we uh, go and take a break. Norman Reedus has been fan-casted as ghostwriter for quite some time there have been a lot of rumors circulating around that he was going to be ghostwriter in the mcu uh, now for anybody who doesn't realize there was already a ghostwriter on agents of shield that they were actually going to do a a hulu series with played by uh, gabriel luna that ended up falling through unfortunately he played robbie reyes who was excellent so there's no ghostwriter at all in the mcu the mcu adjacent anything and the Front runner, according to fans, have been Norman Reedus. Now there has been some fuel added to that fire by Norman Reedus himself, because he has gone on a 
slew of or, or a tangent i'll say of liking a bunch of different tweets including an instagram post with a fan art of him as ghostwriter and also a an article from a website giant freaking robot which take this as a grain of salt giant freaking robot is not quite as bad as we got this covered but they're not overly reputable hey those are ian's employees you're talking about <laughs> hey 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 now i gotta make a phone call <laughs> but the according to giant freaking robot there was a that he has been cast again this is just a rumor norman Reedus's agents and and people already said that there's no truth to this of course that could be because they're in the middle of a negotiation well actually the source my source he's not behind me i don't know why i keep looking <laughs> over here sorry go lay down um i hear the source close to norman reedus actually confirmed this is where this is all coming from so this didn't actually come from like any like reputable source this was just like somebody close to norman Rita saying like oh yeah you didn't hear this from me type thing right and norman Reedus has actually been fueling this uh for a while because he's wanted to play the character for so long that he's like actually been like calling and like trying to like in, in any interview he does he's just like oh i don't care who we got to call somebody makes the call get me in and it's just like uh, the only thing that norman Reedus and johnny blaze have in common is they both ride motorcycles um i i don't I don't I don't like this idea of Norman Reedus playing um playing um uh Ghost Rider because I'm sorry, I'm just gonna go out and say it. I don't I, I liked Walking Dead when it first came out. I haven't watched it for many years now. I kind of stopped because it kind of jumped a shark for me. And Norman Reedus was not one of the reasons that kept me going because all that man did was ride motorcycles, shoot crossbows, and scream at the top of his lungs <laughs> at Merrill. Merrill, what's he gonna do with this? Mephisto! Like, like, I, I don't I don't get it. But They're coming into the back door. <laughs> the children! Someone someone get the children. <laughs> so yeah, I knew where you were going with that. So um I, I don't I don't like it <laughs> I don't like it personally. Um but uh that's just one man's opinion and like I said allegedly according to someone close to him like it's been signed sealed delivered he's yours uh, i don't think i i don't i don't know that it's true i kind of think it's worse yet personally and I, I hope it's not true but at the same time if it does become official i'm not going to be like uh norman Reedus. but then again like do we really need more ghost rider because if that's the case if we're going to bring him into the ghost current rider. if we're going to bring him into the current uh mcu what? just bring nick cage back man i don't think nick cage was the problem before i think it was a terrible yeah. script well except for the whole uh that will that and he had the he had, it felt like his head was on fire <laughs> i i'm gonna i'm gonna go along with you there and say that a i i think this is not true everything that i've seen i i did a little little investigation into this it, it does well, seem like somebody told somebody something and it got reported and Norman Reedus wants to play the character. So he's been, you know, spreading it as much as possible, you know, like a good actor does when they want to part, they, you know, they put themselves out there and let everybody know, Hey, if you want me to do this, you know, he was like me. that meme. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Spread it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree with you. I don't think that he would, be great as Ghost Rider. I per personally never thought he was an incredible actor. Not that you need to be an incredible actor to be Ghost Rider. Just yeah. passable will work. Even though, I mean, they have one of the greatest actors of all time, Nicolas Cage, play the character twice. And I'm not saying that ironically. Nicolas Cage is a phenomenal actor who just picks terrible, terrible choices. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have never been more afraid of bees in my life until I saw... <laughs> Uh, Nicholas Cage gets stung in the eyes by them. Oh, not the bees! No, eyes! no, not the bees! And I, I honestly would believe that man was really getting stung that day. He's a great actor. Don't crap on Nicholas Cage. He's fantastic. But anyway, I, I don't care about Ghost Rider as a character either. I actually, it, it, as far I as Ghost Rider, the Robbie Reyes character is a much more interesting choice. Personally, I think that they should keep going with that. I was really looking forward to Gabriel Luna getting to continue that because I thought he was excellent on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
And uh, I don't care about Johnny Blaze. If we never see him again, it's not going to break my heart. We got two movies with him. We got Robbie Reyes on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I'm, I'm good on Ghost Rider. He's not one of my favorite characters. Trent, you're a big Nick Cage fan. Um, what do you uh, what do you think mm-hmm. about Norman Reedus possibly playing Ghost Rider? Do you think he's going to? And do you even want him to? No. No and no. To all, to all, all questions. Well, I don't know. Actually, it's just, it's Trent. Can you do me a favor? We can put this whole thing to rest. Flip on the light. Let's just ask Nick himself. I know he's behind you back there. Nick, come here. <laughs> come up here. Um, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of agree with what you guys say. Like, I, I really like Norman Reedus. I think he's, he's a cool actor and I think he's good in the few Great roles I've seen Saints. him in. Yeah, I, I mean, I hate I, those movies. Like, well, the first one, I never watched the second one. I hated the Boondock Saints. Oh, you know, the first one's incredible. I, I just, I guess it depends on what they want to do with Ghost Rider. If he's meant to be just kind of a side character, then maybe it's passable. But if they really want him to be like a lead of a movie or a lead of a show, I don't know. Because I'm with you, Derek. Even though I think he's a cool actor and he's fine at um, Daryl, <laughs> I don't know that he has a ton of range and I don't know that he's an overly great actor that's because i think daryl is just norman Reedus. like i don't even think I they think write lines <laughs> for him i think he just walks in in his yeah. own clothes so, i don't think he took a shower that, the whole time that's just norman Reedus thinking he's in an actual zombie apocalypse it's like mickey Rourke I, when he was in uh <laughs> iron man 2 it's like i'm just gonna wear my own clothes and just make up crap on, on set. i agree and that's no slight against him because he plays that role very well um i don't know I, yeah i don't necessarily want to see it but I will end it by saying I 100% trust Marvel. And there's been some casting choices that I haven't necessarily thought initially were good and ended up being great. So, you know, if that's who they go with, then they'll have my full trust and support. Yeah, we'll see. So anybody listening, what do you think? Do you want Norman Reedus? Do you think this is all bogus? Do you care about Ghost Rider at all? Let us know your thoughts. We are going to take a quick break. And, uh, and listen to a word from our sponsor. When we come back, we are going to dive into episode one of the book of Boba Fett. So we will be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thank you for sitting through that sponsor break. We are going to get right into the book of Boba Fett, episode one, Stranger in a Strange Land. I am going to start off this, this discussion by saying that I don't care about Boba Fett as a character in general really i've always hated the character because i always thought he was boring and stupid he did nothing in the original you in the original trilogy boba fett did nothing but stand around and pose talk about vaporizing people and then get kicked and or and then like smacked by a blind man (laughs) slam into the side of a of a a, yeah slam into the side of the sail barge and then get eaten by the sarlacc Boba Fett was the Michael Bay of Star Wars. He was all style and no substance. Then I actually agree with like you on everything, but I never, I never knew that you thought that. But every time, like I, I read like fan reports about how Boba Fett was a fan favorite, I'm always like, really, I never minded Boba Fett, but like a fan favorite, like what he li- he did nothing. He had two lines in the entire series. Yeah, it was all you know. The armor looked cool because it, it did. I I will never say that the armor didn't look cool, but because of my hatred of Boba Fett, I didn't even like Mandalorians. And I was really surprised that I actually enjoyed Jango Fett much, much more because he actually did something. He captured Obi-Wan. He killed Zam Wessel. He was a formidable, formidable opponent. You know, he, he killed the Jedi talked. master. He actually talked, you know, he, I, I like Jango man. He did something. Yeah. Simple yeah, man simple. trying to make his way in the galaxy. I say all that to say that you know, I was his mom. Su- I actually told him to be a simple man. <laughs> I bring all that up to say that I was actually surprisingly looking forward to this show. And I I attribute that 100% to Robert Rodriguez, Tamora Morrison, and the incredible job they did in season two of The Mandalorian. The episode, The Tragedy, where Boba Fett comes back and gets his armor and is just wrecking stormtroopers. For the first time, I enjoyed that character. And then we got this first episode of The Book of Boba Fett. And I am going to say, spoilers. I, yeah, we'll go ahead and go into spoilers, full spoilers for the episode. If you haven't seen it yet, come back after you watch it. I will recommend watching it. It's a quick watch. It's only 38 minutes. And it's only a 38 minutes because nothing happens in the episode. 
as much as I surprisingly enjoyed this episode, I didn't hate it by any means. I, I don't want anybody thinking that I hated it. I thought it was okay. I was intrigued by what was going on, but nothing actually happens in this episode. There's a nostalgia callback to him getting out of the Starlight Pit, which was amazing. I loved seeing it, but then it was over immediately. And then we just saw him get taken by the Tuscans. And yeah, the stuff that was happening to him was interesting that it was happening, but we knew what was going to happen. We know where he's going. That's the danger of flashbacks. Those flashback scenes didn't compel me in any way, shape or form. The the one, the, the two action scenes we got in this movie were boring. I'm sorry. They were boring. They were not well choreographed. The monster at the end was neat, but the thing that I actually liked the most about this entire episode were the two scenes in the present day or well, present day in, in star Wars terms, the, the present where Boba Fett is meeting with all the people paying him tribute. And when he actually goes through Mos Espa and goes to the, like the casino, if they would have focused more on what he was doing to build up the empire, I would have been a lot more interested in this, this episode, the flashback things while I enjoyed it, I thought that they spent too much time on it. And um, and I actually would have I could have done without that entire attack scene in the uh, in the like the market area for a couple of reasons that I'll get into. I've got some massive gripes about that ex- action scene. This is the first time that I've gotten really fussy about Star Wars, but there was some and I love Robert Rodriguez. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. And there were some serious continuity errors in that scene. So I. I'm going to stop because I'm going to rant. I Again, I promise I actually enjoyed the episode. There were moments in it that I really, really, really love. Uh, but I want to go ahead and let Trent have a moment. And just what did you think overall? Oh, me? I'm going to go to you first. Let Ian uh, Ian finish out our, our intro of this. Yeah, I, I see where you're all coming from. I also enjoyed the episode, but I definitely think it probably was a little too flashback heavy. Because like you said, we kind of already know or can at least piece together what happened to him to get to this point. I mean, we know he escaped the Sarlacc pit. That was a really cool scene. I'll give you that. Um, But we didn't really need all that stuff with the Tuscan Raiders. I mean, I get what they're going for. They want to kind of establish him as this, this threat, but also this like, I don't know, respectable type character because they're trying to make him into the Mandalorian and they're trying to make him into a good guy which is whatever it's fine and like i realized his what yeah his saving the little kid or whatever like earn the respect of the tuscan raiders and because they're usually portrayed as like savages so i thought that was kind of a neat thing to show but i just didn't think we needed that much of it and yeah i don't know i agree i guess i should have asked first how many episodes are in this season first of all i didn't look it up (laughs) this was one like i said you know with not being a huge Boba Fett guy, I wasn't counting them down the days to watch this. I'm glad it's here, and I'm going to watch every episode. The only reason I ask is because it was clearly just a, a major setup episode, which is fine if there's several episodes. But if it's only going to be like six, like Hawkeye or something, I'll, I'll then look I could it up be like, you. then I could be like, okay, well, that was kind of a waste of one episode. But like, I right. don't know. It was set up. I think it's going to have some cool stuff to come. I I agree the monsters were cool. The little fight in, in the town was kind of random, but I'm sure it's setting something up for later. I don't know. I will say, though, that this show, along with The Mandalorian, I think it's why they're, they're all going to be so popular and well-received. It just has this just... I don't know how to even explain it. It just has this really Star Wars-y feel to it that I feel like none of the other Disney-era Star Wars movies have really had yet. Like there's just something real about it. There's just something like kind of like it looks like it came from, you know, 77 with the original movie. They just it has that look and feel to it that the original movies have. And it's just fun to be in that world, I guess, even though like, you know, even though, like you said, nothing happened. It was just kind of fun just to kind of watch them just walk around most Espa and see mm-hmm. all these creatures and aliens and stuff again and see, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I will it. say I think it's got a lot of promise, but it was just kind of so-so. Uh, I'll jump in there with you. I agree with you that this feels just like Mandalorian. It feels very Star Wars. 
there was something about episode seven, eight, and nine that didn't, even though I enjoyed all three of the movies, you know, Rise of Skywalker, I had my issues with, but I still enjoyed the movie. They, they didn't feel as much like Star Wars films as much as they did modern movies that just happened to talk about Star Wars or be about Star Wars. These, yeah. the Mandalorian and now Book of Boba Fett based on this first episode, they do have that feel where the, I, it really does. It feels like they're trying to do things practically if they can. They're, they're trying to push the envelope with the, with the, the visual effects. You know, they're, the they're focusing on story. Show. The visual effects in this were incredible. Um, they're really, which I think is why we're getting such short episodes, because I think the budget on these, you know, they've really got to, they want them to look absolutely picture perfect beside a big budget live action Star Wars movie. And I think mm-hmm. that they're, I think they're fulfilling that. But I do, I, I do think that, um, that they went too, too heavy on the, on the flashbacks. But anyway, I'll, Ian, Ian, what'd you think overall, man? so i don't think the starlight pit uh was necessary because if you guys remember which i know you do but uh in mandalorian when when uh boba fett shows up everybody was like so excited right everybody was Mm -hmm. excited because like you said he's a fan favorite character even i was excited to see him just because of the possibility but that's the thing like and everybody was kind of like, yeah, I wonder how he got out of the starlight pit. But nobody was like, they should do a whole thing about that. I've never heard anybody really say that. So I think everybody was so excited to see him back. I don't really think it was necessary to, to explain that because now it's kind of confusing because they even say to him in, in that episode of Mandalorian, like, well, you're not, you're a clone. So now everybody just assumed like, oh, so this is not the same Boba Fett that fell into the starlight pit. This is a clone. And I feel like this is their way of saying like, no, no, he's a clone but he's also the original what does that even mean you know what i mean like so so why do we have to have him in the starlight pit now the other issue i had was he goes into the starlight pit very boneheadedly very like <laughs> silly it was just silly the way like this is supposed to be one of the most Fett. Fe- nobody said anything about Boba Fett. it's supposed to be the most feared man feared bounty hunter in the land and he did nothing, like we said in in in, in the first uh, two movies, and then in uh, Return yeah, of the Jedi, a new hope. Um, yeah, so that's what. I'm, and then when when he did make his debut, he he, he said two words, that's or two sentences, I should say, and then Return of the Jedi goes in the Sarlacc pit like a jackass. I mean, I know he didn't go in there by his own like accord, but it was just so silly the way it's just like, well, wait a minute, this man's supposed to be so like so feared and that that's how you take him out and then the, yeah the by a blind man even, hitting his jetpack and him windmilling his arms yeah smacking <laughs> like he's never flown the, before and then, the sail barge. and then the sarlacc even burps afterwards right. it? yeah it's even burps so he goes down there and like he he's unconscious he wakes up so now you know fast forward we're, we're in book of boba fett first five minutes uh he's he's in the starlight pit he looks over he sees the stormtrooper and he thinks oh shit i gotta get out of here um so he punches through some intestines or something and lights it on fire not sure exactly how this all worked but either way it's kind of cool i i don't agree with you guys i didn't really think it was that cool to show that and then when he escapes it's just like well everybody's just gone it's like how long was he down there for Mm -hmm. so again i don't think it was necessary uh the sand people man uh, the raiders I, not to be confused with the uh, Las Vegas uh, Raiders, um, <laughs> the Tuscan Raiders. I, you guys, I didn't think they really took prisoners like that. I, well, I thought I thought they just scavenged, or not scavenged really, but like raided essentially, and uh, and just killed. And they would make deals with like humans and other races along the way. But I didn't think they actually like, took prisoners like that, and I, I feel like they kind of forced that for the sake of the story. And then we got this huge background, and that Rodian was so fucking, or as they say in the South, that Rodian, um, <laughs> he was so stupid. Like, I, I know, I know their their race may not be in, like very intelligent, and they're very oh, they're very slow on the draw. But fuck yeah, that guy, that yeah. What's Screw wrong with him? I was so happy when he got killed by that monster. 
Yeah, I was like, what? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to help this guy escape? You're you're literally like you're also change up. Excuse me, like, Mr. Hey, Raiders. Hey, he's trying to escape. He's leaving. He's leaving over here. Over here. Yeah, we got you. You ain't going nowhere, sir. So, I thought that was quite ridiculous as well. I do want to say the best. Um, well, okay, one more small little gripe. When when they get attacked, him and Finnick. And they mm-hmm. surround him with those shields, and he's dodging all this. I swear, in the background, I just see her getting poked and prodded, and she's just like flailing around. I was like, "Is she even going to try to defend herself?" <laughs> like she's he's enjoying just, it. He's actually like, you know, deflecting them off and grabbing their 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 stun uh, guns, basically swords. And she's just over here flailing, getting stunned, and then all of a sudden, like they stop, and she's standing in full stance. I'm like, oh, she seems they must not have that much voltage in them. She seems fine, <laughs> and then they start kicking ass, and and uh, and 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 the, the the three take off, and Boba Fett turns and blows one of them to smithereens, and then says, "Finnick, alive, alive, <laughs> really? <laughs> you got a lot of nerve, sir." A lot of nerve. <laughs> Goes and immediately kicks thing. one off the building. And I'm like, all right, that was probably too much. And 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 I feel like the building wasn't even that high to begin with. But you hear him fall like, ah, really far. Well, that's, what's, that's what's kind of inconsistent so far is that they're trying to make him this like respected crime lord where he doesn't necessarily want to rule with fear and killing people but like you said he's blowing people up on the side of buildings and even in mandalorian when he shows up he fucking just drops that whole like yeah, just like a whole platoon of stormtroopers just yeah like, demolishes so i'm like without do you have armor. problem do you have problem killing people right, or not without, like yeah. you're kind of all over the, the map so far yeah and 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 then he could have easily like he killed that creature and then he goes back to camp with the with the raider and it's just like you know, you probably could have taken off. It was a child, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, right like, there. He could have just really, left. So you took down this large creature, but you can't. You you can't thwart a child. Like, come on now. And and I do want to say, like, the best part of this show was when they walked into the casino. I don't know if it's a good. It's an instrument like a guitar. I'm going to call it a guitar. I don't know what an actual scientific name for this guitar is, but that Biff was shredding on that he guitar was. when he walked in. <laughs> and is he that was Max giving Rebo? it his all. Is that supposed to be Max Rebo, or are we? do we have a random blue elephant? I didn't catch it. Okay, so the, the little blue elephant that was playing the keys. I didn't see the keys. I was too busy watching him yeah. slapping the bass up here. Because I believe, if I'm not, if I'm not wrong, in canon... <laughs> Max Rebo wasn't on the sail barge. I could be wrong. There was a there was a story that had something to do with Max Rebo possibly surviving. So maybe that's Max Rebo. If not, maybe it was his brother Lax Bebo. I don't know. Lax Bebo. Why would he have a different last name, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so, the kind of stuff I was talking about as far as it feeling more like Star Wars. You just like a lot of the familiar face, like aliens and stuff. And Yeah, that was I, and... the one thing I was really excited about. Well, not the one. I keep saying the one. One of the things I actually really enjoyed about this was seeing the aliens from the original trilogy. I got so excited seeing a Rodian because we don't see them anymore. The well, entire... we know they're very slow on the draw. <laughs> right. The entire sequel trilogy, as much as I like Neil Scanlon and his work with the creature effects, why did he not include one original trilogy alien? Not one. You can introduce all these new aliens. The Abenitos were awesome. I love that design, but you couldn't put a Rodian in there. You couldn't put one Twi'lek in there. Nothing. And this, we got Twi'leks, we got Rodians, we got uh, Klaatuinians, we've got, you know, Aqualish. We've got all these wonderful old, you know, original trilogy aliens. So, there was a transdosian. We got a transdosian well. with a Wookiee pelt. Do you know who that was? The transdosian? No. Yeah, that was Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't. I didn't see that. That that's that's awesome. I love Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> now, I want to. I want to go on because you mentioned the fight with Fennec and every and and then with the the assassins in, in the square. Okay, continuity is a big thing. In film, for anyone that's listening to this and don't know what continuity is, that is a uh, Trent. 
you may be better to describe this man you've actually made a film can you describe continuity to our listeners continuity is is more or less just making sure things are in the right place people look the same um people are dressed the same so that way from shot to shot to shot you don't have any weird changes I know that was a horrible description. No, that's perfect. That's pretty much what I was going to say. Stuff's not always shot in order. So, like, you got to make sure people look the same. You got to make sure they're standing in the right spots. You got to make sure uh, the action is the same. Um, So that way, when you edit the the clips together, it all goes seamless and it looks like it's all happening all at once. And and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, though. Die Hard, uh, his kid's name were Sophie and Jack. Or I'm sorry, John. It was actually John. But in the newer movies, uh, Live Free or Die Hard, and then the one after that, uh, Good Day to Die Hard, his name was Jack. So that's yeah, kind of a continuity, continuity issue too. Um, but when you have them in the when you have them in a normal like a, it within the same couple of scenes within the same se- sequence of of events. So go back and watch this again, just the sequence when they are walking through Mos Espa. It is Boba Fett, Fennec Shan, and the two Gamorrean guards. They walk into the casino. It is Boba Fett, Fennec Shan, and the two Gamorrean guards. Mm-hmm. The Twilight comes up and asks if they want to have the guards hose down. He says, no, it's only take a minute. They leave with Fennec, Boba Fett, and the two Gamorrean guards. The assassins show up, and the Gamorrean guards are just gone. <laughs> They're nowhere to be found for five minutes. And then they randomly, where did they go? Did they get distracted by a squirrel and run off and forget that they're trying to protect the person that they just knelt down and said they would forever be loyal to? They They actually stopped for some street corn. They were just like, oh man, this corn is good. Where's Boba Fett? Oh my God. (laughs) I was watching this this morning and I just literally, I I, I don't know that I'll get a chance to put it out. I I did a reaction to try and put it online. Who knows if it'll ever come out. But if it ever does, my reaction is, as soon as they walk out the doors, where are the guards? Like they walk out the doors, the guards are there, and then they're just gone. I was like, where are the guards? You know where'd the Gamorreans go? Where'd the Gamorreans go? And then they're sitting there getting beat up. Where are the guards? Where are the Gamorrean guards? And then finally, they have this big hero moment where they come running in, and you're supposed to be excited that the Gamorreans are there. The entire time, all I'm thinking is, why were you there they? from the beginning? Where did you go? I was so <laughs> so angry. It, it, I'm still right now so angry at such a massive Robert Rodriguez is a fantastic filmmaker John Favreau is a fantastic filmmaker these are two titans of filmmaking that understand continuity and basic editing how do you let that slip and I know that I may seem like a crazy person because I'm complaining that a couple of pig guards weren't there for two scenes but it's, but it's kind of important yeah it's, it's really important Trent is it important it's important. I thought so. So I like that that's what you're thinking, and that makes sense. But the whole time, I, my my bickering that I'm doing is, is this the same band, or at least a few of the original members that were playing at the Mos Eisley <laughs> Cantina? <laughs> it was figured but I didn't hear that trick. one guy. Boop, 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 boop. I think one of them song? died, yeah. <laughs> so obviously it's not all original members, but I'm just like, I wonder if any of these guys were in the same and you know maybe they're picked up a studio musician right fill in for some <laughs> yeah. sessions this old old session guitarist he was killing it over there man he was uh but yeah no you've got a really good point i didn't think about that it, until it just now as soon crazy. as you brought it up i was like yeah matter of fact you mentioned it where the hell were they they're there as they're walking out the door i went back and watched also i watched the episode twice so i they're there when they walk out of the casino and then in the very next scene like the 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 scene shifts and they're just gone and it's just Fennec and Boba Fett. And then we get one of the clunkiest, worst choreographed fight scenes. I don't know what's going on with Disney Plus. My biggest complaint on every Disney Plus show has been that the fight scenes have been lackluster and boring, except for the Mandalorian. So I was so excited going into Boba Fett thinking we're gonna get fun action scenes and fights. And then our big action set piece for this first episode is Finnick even did this really cool move off of Boba Fett just to come down and hit a shield and it's just like okay you didn't know that was going to happen and does Boba Fett not understand how ray shields work that if you shoot an explosive right next to your face into a ray shield 
you're probably going to be the one that gets knocked backwards, not the guy yeah. with the ray shield. It's a shield. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's weird is that the Mandalorian episode that Robert Rodriguez directed with Boba Fett had amazing action. In it, it was fantastic. That was one of the reasons why yeah. I was excited about the show. Also, did you guys catch when Major It'll get better though? When 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 Dobo came in and he was just like, "Oh yeah, so what do you want to give the mayor as a gift?" and Phoenix says, "Oh, we well, you know as a gift to you, we'll let you leave here unmolested." I swear that's what she said. She did. I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> Molested has the connotation of being sexual. Molested doesn't have to be sexual, but ah, uh, yeah, but molestation I, I can occur in any way. Ah, I uh, just don't. I think it was important. Maybe taste. those pig guards were going to do some stuff to him. <laughs> <laughs> Back off! We're going to let him leave here unmolested. But Damn it. you know, I, I I've been complaining. Anybody else have? I, I actually want to talk about a couple of the things I really liked about the show. There were a couple of scenes that I really enjoyed. Any gripes that we haven't discussed that you want to get off your chest here before we mention any any positives that we haven't talked about? Uh the fact that, like I said, he he took out the he took out that big creature who was just sleeping in the sand the whole time they were digging. The entire, the entire time. time. <laughs> so he took that thing out pr- pretty pretty easily for somebody that was severely dehydrated. Yeah, I was. That was pretty impressive. I want to know what that creature is too, because I I don't I've never seen it before, and uh, and I don't like not knowing what things are in Star Wars. I kind of pride myself in knowing weird little minutia like that. So I don't know. I'm excited to see what that is. I, I, also, I kept saying, is that a Gundark? Kind of, kind of looked like what they were described as. Huh? It's dead is what it is. It is dead. Did anybody I else? Just, I just find it hard to... I'm sorry, Derek, not to interrupt you, but but shut up. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get one this way. I didn't either. Um, so... That was, oh, it was a semi driving by. Okay, so Finnick... I found it hard to believe that she couldn't take out those guys with the shield. I mean, this is the original Mulan. Uh, she was Chun Li in Street Fighter. I mean, come yeah, on. Agent Agent May and in, in Agent, Agent of May shield. and she Agents of Shield. She also went toe to toe with Cad Bane. Your boy. That's true. Man. That's true. She did go toe to toe with Cad Bane. Ian's favorite Clint bounty hunter. So speaking of, I didn't mean to bring him up necessarily, but do you think we'll see Cad Bane in the show? Because that would be flipping awesome. I think that we have the best chance of seeing him in live action in this show, which I would like because I like Cad Bane. <laughs> I want for Ian's sake for Cad Bane to show up in this show. You know who I think well, they should bring thinking... in? I think they should bring in the Martez sisters. Don't, no, you don't, don't. go there. Don't do this to yourself. I think they should. I think they, they will. I would almost bet money that they're going to just because they are trying so hard to shove those characters down our throats. I don't know. I think Dave Filoni listens to our podcast, and I think he was like, you know what? All right. No more Martez. You know, <laughs> I hope Dave Filoni, if Dave Filoni ever gets a chance to listen to this, because he does listen to podcasts, he's a pretty open and cool guy. Dave, if you're listening, we love Come your on. work. Please be done with the Martez sisters. They just, they didn't, they didn't hit. Nobody likes them. I know it's not just me. Ahsoka liked it. Ahsoka liked everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ahsoka's just easygoing and chill. She likes everybody. All right. Uh, Trent, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm trying to figure out where the show is going and kind of what the point is going to be. So I do think I agree with you. I think it's our best chance of seeing a Cad Bane or any of the other criminal underground E type characters that we've seen before. Like Zero the Hut. <laughs> Zero day. Maybe, maybe not zero, but I mean, <laughs> if there was going to be a place for them, it would be this show. Because I don't know. What do you all think this, uh, what do you all think the book, how the book ends? What do you think? I, I mean, not ends, but where do you think this show's going? I, I mean, don't know. I do think that the assassins that came, I think that they're part of Crimson Dawn. And I think we're going to get Kira back. Yeah. Because in, would... in, in canon right now, you know, with Maul being dead, uh, you know, he was the head of Crimson Dawn with Maul being dead in canon during during this time or a little before this, like during the time of Empire Strikes Back, Kira was in charge of Crimson Dawn. And so I could see them bringing that in because that was a character that people enjoyed. 
in a movie that is not nearly as lo- well loved as it should be. If you haven't seen Solo, go watch Solo. It was such a fun movie. I don't care what anybody says. Go enjoy yourself. It was I a do fun need time. to go back and watch that because I actually did enjoy that as well. It was a fun time. So I think we could see Kira come back. Um, and I, I think we could see. Uh, I think we could see pretty much any bon- bounty hunter that isn't dead in canon. We could see Dengar. We could see Boss. We'd see IG eighty eight, Forlom. You know, Zuckus. Am I missing yeah, any? I don't know. I'm just. Embo. He's around at this time. I'm just trying to figure out what the, if he's just trying to like rule over Tatooine or if he's trying to like go to other planets. Like, I just wonder if we're going to go into any other planets. Like, I don't know. I'm I don't either. I think show. that they should have. I, I really think that they would have done well to release two episodes with this. I think it worked for Hawkeye because I, I, I look at this first episode the same way I look at the first episode of Hawkeye, where it was an enjoyable show or an enjoyable first episode. But I think if they hadn't released the second episode of Hawkeye along with it, people would have been a lot more disappointed in Hawkeye than they were. Especially with how short it was too. But yeah. But my other thing I'm thinking is like, is this meant to be multiple seasons? Is it meant to be just kind of a, a mini series? Like, cause if it's, I just, I don't know. It's so open right now, which is exciting, but I don't know. I just, we'll see. I don't know. Because Mandalorian, we could kind of like granted, Mandalorian had a lot of mystery about it, and no one knew what the hell it was going to be about, which was awesome until it mm-hmm. came out. But now, after a season or two, we've kind of kind of sort of see where it's heading a little bit. Right. I just don't know what the what story they're trying to tell or what they want to tell with Boba. I, I appreciate Boba as a character, as a fan favorite character, and I'm sure it'll be a lot of fan service this show. But I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure where it's going to go either. I do hope that if they can, if they can pace the the flashbacks better, I don't mind them doing the flashbacks. I think that that's fun. It's a it's a fun way of showing exactly what he went through to see how he came back. It's all right. I just think they overplayed it in this because, you know, like I said, I wanted to talk about my big positive from this episode was actually him sitting on the throne. And the people coming in to pay him tribute. I love that scene. That's what I want out of this show. I want that underworld. I want it to feel like the Godfather in space. Not, you know, obviously, I'm not going to say that it's going to come up to the quality of the Godfather. But that's the kind of story that I want to see with this. If they're going to do a, a, a series where you've got a, a crime boss who wants to lead out of respect instead of fear, we need more scenes like that. And in the trailers, we've seen that that is coming. So I'm excited about that. Because the scene where the mayor's major domo came in and was this slimy sleazeball douche nozzle. All I thought literally while I was watching, I was, I was just going, Oh no. Oh, he wanted no. someone to molest him. Like I thought that he was going to get molested pretty hard. Yeah. And I think he probably still is going to get molested pretty hard. Yeah. And I think he's going to have it coming. He's, he's not going to leave too many times unmolested. Yeah. So I, if, if we get more scenes like that, because I think that their, their dynamic of the two of them working together, there was enough little bit of humor, like, oh, man, we really need a protocol droid. And, you know, when she leans in and asks if she wants him to, if he wants her to kill her, kill the, the mayor's guy there. So I think that there's enough good there. And I was more interested in that than any of the action scenes, even though the entire time that Finnick was chasing those guys, I was just going hardcore, hardcore, parkour, parkour. Cause that was fun. I actually do like a parkour chase on the rooftops. Those are always a good time. After so those are one to smithereens. Yeah. Those are my thoughts on uh, book of Boba Fett. I'm excited to see where they go with it. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it, how it pans out. I have not disliked a Disney plus series yet. So I doubt that I'm going to dislike this, especially because again, I didn't hate this episode. It just, it didn't live up to what I was hoping for. I think one of the problems with this is the Mandalorian, in my opinion, is just so good and so well done that anything that's mediocre uh, or subpar is going to seem 10 times worse than what it really is to us. Yeah, especially like, especially with an iconic character that, that, so they say. uh, I I do expect, though, I I do really expect for it to pick up in the next episode. I'd be really surprised if we're having this same conversation next week that we just are like, "Eh, I don't know if we liked it or not. It was okay. I I have a feeling that it'll be much better. Just to wrap up my thoughts too. I think part of the problem 
problem. I use that word lightly, but like part of the problem for me is I think it's it's basically trying to to be the Mandalorian, but I got not that vibe as well. Too. Like it's basically he is a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's debatable based on I think who you're talking established to established as a Mandalorian now. But anyway, he wears the armor. He's in even Desert the end, even the end credits seem like a carbon copy of the other show. They're yeah. going for the Western vibe still, like Mandalorian. So it's it's kind of like almost a, a copy and paste of Mandalorian, but without some of the like, charm. I, I think it needs to be more different. I think it needs to establish its own identity and just be different to succeed. Because we all yeah, love and I think one of the reasons... we don't want to see another show be the main like just make the Mandalorian, and then if you want to make Boba, make it its own thing. I, I was I was thinking that one of the reasons why it may feel that way because John Favreau wrote this episode and when he was creating the Mandalorian, it was very well-known information that he wanted to make a Boba Fett show and Lucasfilm said no. And so now he's making the Boba Fett show that he always wanted to make. And so now it feels like the Mandalorian. And so I think that he's kind of shot himself in the foot by he made the Mandalorian this Boba Fett show that he could never make because he couldn't have Boba Fett. So he just made a new Mandalorian to stand in for Boba Fett. And now he gets a chance to make the Boba Fett show he wanted. And now it feels like it's ripping off the show that he already did that was originally supposed to be Boba Fett. And so I think that he's just kind of kind of stuck in a rut there. Yeah. And maybe that's just to kind of pull in that Mandalorian crowd a little bit with the first episode and maybe it, you know, pivots a little bit but i don't know i think it needs yeah, to find its own identity a little bit yeah i think it will in the second episode i'm i'm still looking forward to it i i had a good time with this show just not nearly as much as i as i wanted to and that weird continuity error just oh man it, it threw i've been thinking about that all day i watched that episode this morning at like five o'clock and it it all day long i've been thinking about where were the guards where'd the pig guards go where'd the Gamorreans go they're not very loyal they Some say they're still looking for those Gamorreans. <laughs> All right, Ian, any final thoughts before we go on? I think I've said what I needed to say. I appreciate it. Though. <laughs> say what you need to say. Say, say what, what you, you need, need to, say. to say. Say what you need to say. <laughs> what Trent needs to say is Twitter followers. Yeah. As we wrap up our, uh, our episode here, we want to shout out our new followers for this week. So Trent, take it away, buddy. Okay. We're going to shout out Abdul Momin, Fish Prince, and Nerd Migos podcast. There you have it. Thank you very, very much for following the podcast. If you are not following us on social media, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, Please go and check us out on all of those social media platforms. Follow us, like, comment, subscribe, whatever you have to do. You know what to do. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns that you can't put on social media or don't want to put on social media, you can feel free to email us at paperweightent at yahoo.com. And uh, if you're enjoying the show, please make sure that you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it really does help the, uh, the, the algorithms to bump us up a little bit. So when people search for things we're talking about, we get a little higher up in there. So please, please take a second, rate and review and uh, and let us know how we're doing, even if it's a bad review. But I don't think it will be because we're pretty awesome. So with all that out of the well, way, you said that with all that out of the way. Thank you, everyone who has been listening. I hope that you had a wonderful holiday season. We hope that you have a very, very happy and blessed new year. And we will see you in 2022. So for Trent and Ian, I have been Derek. And for the last time of 2021. This has been the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. Yay!